case someone asks you what is the happy place, it's not it's not Aviata Hotel. This is the happy place. So welcome to the happy place. We're back again, Esther chapter number one. Someone that I do not know sent me a message during the course of the week. Um, well, I got a number of them, but this one in particular says, uh, just to let you know that you have been a blessing to us through the ministry of the word. And um, I love that more than anything else. Just to be a blessing through the word of God. Esther chapter number one. Today we bring the curtain down on the book of Esther chapter one. Okay, As we get ready to step into chapter two. So this is chapter 1, verse 20 through to verse 22. Esther chapter 1, verse 20 through to verse 22. And when the king's decree, which he shall make, be published throughout, this is one of the wise men who is speaking here. So, and he says, and when the king's decree, which he shall make, shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both great and small. And the saying pleased the king and the princes, and the king did according to the word of Memkan. For he sent letters into all the king's provinces, into every province according to the written to the re writing thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be published according to the language of every people. Back again to verse 20. Verse 20. And when the king's decree which he shall make shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great. All the wives shall give their husbands honor, both to great and small. Okay, so whether small in stature, small in authority, whether small in ability, whether small in wisdom, whether small in finances, whatever is considered small, whether small in age, all the wives after this decree. Now, the decree was that Vashiti, number one, would not have access ever again into the presence of the king. Number two, that Vashiti should be removed from her position as the queen. And number three, that there will be a replacement for disobedience, that Vashiti should be replaced. Now, after this decree has gone out, it will, okay, after the law is passed, this is what is going to happen. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and to small. And small, right? So the title for the message today is The Formula. 
God has set a formula. A formula is like a recipe. Right? So sometimes my wife, when she's baking, she has got the recipe on the side. And she is careful to do because the recipe is the outcome of the cake that is not yet baked. So when you have the recipe, you have the cake. If you follow everything, you will have a vanilla cake. So now when you have the vanilla cake on paper, you begin now to be faithful in following everything that is written. All the quantities in order for you to produce the vanilla cake that is already the vanilla cake on paper. Because the vanilla cake on paper... Before it was on paper, it was in someone's heart. And then from the person's heart put on paper. Is that Tinashe? Hey, good man. Good to see you. How's the Eastern Cape? All right. eh? Great, man. Great. So, the vanilla cake is there in the heart of the one who is making it. It's made... A recipe is written. It's passed to all of us. We follow the recipe. We have the same outcome. That's a formula. When you are taught at school, mathematics, they give you a formula to deal with the problems. So there is a problem. There is a formula. If you follow the formula, you will get to the answer. You flowing with me? So the same thing. God has got a formula. Whenever God wants something done in the natural, in the physical, he follows the formula that is already set. Alright? So there is a formula that God has set. And if that formula is followed, it produces what is desired in the physical. But just like any other person, there can be shortcuts to the answer without the following of the formula. It is possible to get to the answer without the formula. Okay? Can you put up the multiple choice, Gary? So, we used to write these exams. Some of you still do. They are multiple choice questions and then there are those that are called practical exams, right? Now, this is a an example of a multiple choice. Each box of taffy weighs two and a half pounds. How much would five and three quarter boxes of taffy weigh? A, 14 and what? Three over eight. Ten, three over eight. Three and a half. Fourteen, that's D. Three over four. So you have to choose. The answer is there. There's a problem. We've got an answer of, on these four things that are written there. A, B, C, D. Now, I can calculate and write the answer. And you can copy me sitting next to me and also write the answer. Number one. Number two, you can guess Just like playing lotto. You can guess 
and get the answer. But if you guess and get the answer, it does not make you intelligent. It does not make you sharp. So when the examiner is marking, he will say he knows it. But he does not know that you guessed. So he will tick and give you two marks if the question carries two marks and you pass. Not necessarily because you are smart or intelligent, but because you guessed right. So there are many ways of arriving at an answer. Especially when you have multiple choice exam. You with me? Those kids are running around. Can you just make sure that they are not? How come I see things or I hear things here when there are people who are close who are not? It's called selective hearing, right? And it's a good sign that you are hearing the word because you are choosing to hear me, not to hear the kids. It's a good sign. Okay? So, multiple choice. There are questions. You can guess. So, now this is what we are seeing happening here. Look, we cannot follow the formula of love anymore. Because what starts every relationship, or at least now, well, I want to believe so, not all the time, but most of the times, what starts every relationship is love. And it is love on the part of the man, not on the part of the woman. And the woman's duty is to respond to an initiative that has been made by a man. I love you. I will think about it. Now I am back. I love you too. Now, we are now in a relationship. Okay? But if you come to my house, you kidnap me, and you say from now onwards, you are now my wife. We go to home affairs, we sign the papers. Legally, I'll be your wife, but it is a relationship that has been started without love. But it's now there. The papers say we are in a relationship. But love is absent from that relationship. So all these guys in the land, they proposed to their wives, including the king himself, proposed to his wife, Vashiti. Now they have a relationship and there is something wrong that has taken place. Now what was not there from the beginning is now being introduced in a relationship. And that is the law. In order to keep this relationship, in order for the wives to honor their husbands, which is supposed to be a result of love, but because we are not sure anymore of relationship and we are not sure anymore of love, let's introduce the law and make sure that every wife, every woman honors their husbands. And they got it right. Because in the land, the husbands were honored both great and small. Not because it was a response to the love given by the men. But it was the fear of the law, the fear of divorce. You will be kicked out like Vashiti was kicked out. So that is the reference. If you do like what Mrs. So-and-so did, you will go the same way that Mrs. So-and-so went. 
So there is no response. There is law. Every time there is law, there is no love. Are you, are you, are you hearing me? So honor was the answer. But the formula was wrong to the honor. The respect and staying in the marriage was the answer. But how it came to be, it was not the formula, the God formula that was followed to the answer. It was fear. I want you to hear this. It was fear that brought about the result, which means fear also brought, brings about results. A lot of you, let me give very simple examples. A lot of you were called, you were called givers where you were because of the law and because of fear. You see, because the law also produces results. But the results that the law produces, it produces the results that, not, that are not out of a response of love, but out of a fear of divorce, fear of being chased away, fear of punishment. So you still have a result. So here comes God and says, I know that some of you honor me with your mouth, your lips, but your heart. This is what you get when you follow a wrong formula. You will have honor. And God says, you can't fool me. You're honoring me with your mouth, but your heart is not in it. Just like what you see there. Every man was honored. Say, Baba, Abba, Shewe, uh, Father, whatever the title was. Right? The kneeling down, the whatever you want me to do, I'll do. You know, I will. What is it that you want me to do? I'm here to save you. I'm a helper. But not out of love. I'm sure you still remember my story. When God revealed to me the message of grace, you know, it was progressive over a number of years. But what struck me when I was in Cameroon the other time, God said to me, Dan, you've been married to your wife for seven years. If she comes to you today and says, well, I want to be honest with you, all the times when I cooked for you, when I served you, when I slept with you, I did it out of fear, not out of love. How will that make you feel? Then I says, I'll be broken. And he said, that's exactly how I feel with a lot of religious people in the church. They go for prayer, but their heart is not in it. What can I do? They call prayer work, talking to their father. They call it work. They've come to a place where they call it work because it is not a pleasure. They are not responding to my love. They don't look forward to come and talk to me. They don't look forward to commune with me. It's a burden on their shoulders. But yet they're in a relationship with, a relationship with me. When they're giving me, they're not giving me because they love me, but they're giving me because they're afraid of the curses. Praise God. Yes. They are afraid. That's why they are doing all these things. That's why I said some of you were considered givers where you were. Not because you, you were. If you want to see what is in a person, give them freedom. 
At one time, some people came to me and said, Pastor, there's this person who is doing A, B, C, D, and uh, you, know, you should take action. And I say, you will never know a person if you don't give them freedom. So the formula of God, I'm going to come back to that. The formula of God is that everything has to start in the spirit, passes through the soul, that is a renewed mind, before it manifests in the physical. Okay? Everything starts in the spirit. Why in the spirit? Because the spirit realm is God's realm. So God does not want anything to start in the physical. Because anything that starts in the physical does not have the blessing of God. Because it is not spiritual. Okay? So he says, let us... Oh, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the God who is creating the heavens and the earth is already staying in heaven. So the heaven that he is creating is not the heaven that he is going to stay in. He is staying in the heaven and he is now creating the heaven and the earth. Okay. You get it? So, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. Let us give him dominion. Now, he's talking about the spirit. Verse 28, 27, 28. And God made man in his own image and after his own likeness. But there is no physical guy who is there on chapter number one of the book of Genesis. But God has already made male and female, made he them. Two of them made According to God, man was already made at chapter number one. Then chapter number two, God says, the man that we have already made, let's now make earth for him. And clothe him with earth. Okay? I, I, okay? Let us make man in our own image. God makes man. And he says, we already have the man here. Man's first place of stay was not earth. It was heaven. Before you came on earth, you were already with God in heaven. You were staying in heaven with God. And then God deployed you. And by deploying you, he says, in order for you to function here... Now let me make earth for you. But it's never the earth that starts. It's always the spirit that starts. The following. It is always the spirit that starts. That's the order of God. Before we have the earth, let's have the spirit. Now Matthew chapter number 6. I'm sure it's on verse 11. He's teaching them to pray. From verse 10, that's when he starts. And he says, when you pray, say, Abba, Father, our Father who art in heaven, our Lord be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. Where is it starting from? In heaven. What we want done on earth should first of all be in heaven. Spirit before the physical. That's why every relationship between a man and a woman has to start first in the spirit before the physical. Okay. 
That's why the Bible says what God has joined. God does not join the day that you sleep together. God joins, then you sleep together. If you sleep together before God joining you have joined and you are trying to make a way to the spirit after you have already joined in the physical. But God is merciful to those, you know, that it happened. God is merciful. He can still restore. But the actual order of God is that Eve must be with God before Eve is with Adam. Adam must be with God before Adam is with Eve. When Adam is with God, Eve is with God, God joins Adam and Eve together. And he says, now that I have joined Adam and Eve, go now and do the joining on earth. That's the physical. That's the formula of God. Are you hearing me? That's the formula of God. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Where are we blessed with all spiritual blessings? In heavenly places. And God says, you are done. I'm done with you. Your spirit is sorted. He has blessed us. First Peter chapter number 1. The Bible says what? With all things that pertains to life and godliness. It has been given to you. God has blessed you with it. And now he says, manifest it here on earth. Are you, are you following me? So God's formula is always the spirit. Sometimes we struggle because what attracts us, like Kuda was saying, what attracts us first before we get into marriage is the outside. That changes at any time. Unfortunately, that's what we go after. Now, any attraction on the outside that takes place before the spiritual connection, it's simply called lust. Lust is of the flesh. The flesh is of the earth. Can I repeat that? No one here can lust after someone's spirit. It says, I got into, I, I liked my wife. I, I really lusted after his spirit. That's why I fell in love with her. No. It's always of the outside. By the way, there's nothing wrong lusting after your wife, okay? <laughs> okay. You, did, you missed me, but it's fine. Can I continue now? Everything starts where? Spirit. Before it manifests. So those guys who advised the king, they said, no, let's introduce law in order for these women to be in line. Your wife can respect you and you can go around boasting that mine listens to me, mine respects me, yet yours is afraid of you. First year in our marriage, I'm, I'm generally a very tough person. I think my work made me like that. I got into ministry when I was 17. So when you're dealing with older people than you, you always think they're up to fight you. So you have to be very strong. Okay? So then I got married to my wife. And when I got married to my wife, she, you know, she was recently you know, appointed a deacon in church. Now she's there, and you know, the church always gives pressure to pastors' wives because they forget that yesterday they were together in the pews as believers. And she just got married last week. Bible study time. They say, Now we want to leave time to our mother. Let, let, um, let our mother respond to this. Okay? So I, I, I began to put pressure on my wife to read the word. 
You know, you need to prepare. You need to prepare. I'm going to give you time to preach. You need to do this. You need to do this. You know, you know, did you prepare a sermon? I want you to preach that sermon to me. I want to hear it. No, no, no. That's not how you preach. No, that's not how you preach. You don't do that. You do this. You do this. You do this. You know, I'm, I'm trying this. I'm building you up. It's you. You see, me, I can preach. I'm actually trying to help you. And I, I started putting pressure and putting pressure. And, and in the name of good, putting pressure, putting pressure, putting pressure. Up until my wife one day said, you know what? I'm tired. I don't want to do the preaching anymore. You go ahead and preach. I'm tired. Okay? So, this day I was in my office and God spoke to me. It was very clear. It was not audible. It was in my spirit, but it was very clear. And God said to me, Dan, do you know that your wife is afraid of you? I said, what? He says, your wife is afraid of you. Go and ask her. Before I even went to ask her, I broke down. I wept. I asked the Lord to forgive me. I went home. I sat down with my wife. I said, I want you to be very honest with me. Are you afraid of me? And says, honey, sometimes I'm afraid of you. Cried again. I'm sorry. Now, you, you're thinking, those nights that, oh, last night we had a very beautiful night with a person afraid of you. Sleeping with you, cooking for you, but yet afraid of you. That's not a relationship. That's torture. That's abuse. That's a product of the law. That's intimidation. That's not how it's supposed to be. How is it supposed to be? It has to be a response of love. Everything flowing from the heart of love. And then the other person responds to that love. That's how God wants to be loved. That's how it's supposed to be. It always has to start in the spirit and not in the flesh. Church, if we get the formula right now, listen, I'm not saying that the formula is an easy one to follow. It's not. Because when you are following the formula, it's different from coping the answer. Because coping the answer, I'll just do this. I'll see that, okay, the answer is B. Then I'll just put B. I don't even care how you worked it out. The one who labored to work out is the other one. Then I just put the answer, but it's an answer that I cannot explain. If I ask you, your wife respects you a lot. Why? What will be the response? Do you have a response? The people, your employees at work, you know, I see they respect you a lot. What is it? Is it that they respect you because they are responding to your love or they respect you because they are afraid to lose their jobs? What is it? Your pastor, if you respect me, why do you respect me? Is it because you love me or you're responding to me or you're afraid? Are you hearing me? So God's formula is for everything to flow from the spirit because in the spiritual realm, there is perfection. And he wants the perfection in the spirit realm to flow up until it manifests in the physical. So these guys decided to go the shortcut. Honor is the result. How do we quickly get honor? Introduce law. They will honor. And they started to honor small Great. Now, there was no need for any husband to do anything and put any effort in the relationship. No. The husband, it, 
just like our African culture, there is no pressure on the husband. The husband is always good. It's the wife who has to submit. It's the wife who has to listen. It is you, it is you, it is you, it is you, it is you. If you don't, you go where you came from. Preaching good. Just because you're a child, you just have to listen. Are you seeing this? Yet it's supposed to be a response. Everything is supposed to be a response. You see, the grace message produces results. But not as fast and quick as law. Law produces immediate results. And one time I had a meeting and said, oh, because of the finances, what if we do this? What if we do this? I said, I know what God spoke to me. We will not change the gospel's posts because the response is poor. We'll stick to the word. If you stick to the word, you'll come back with a testimony. If you stick to the word, you'll come back with a testimony. You may not testify the day you want to testify, but you surely testify. Now, can I have my, my, my stuff to this? As you're bringing that. A person who does not respond or anything that does not respond is dead. I'm here, right? Says pulpit, come. Gold pulpit, come. Gold pulpit, come. It will not come because this is dead. This thing is dead. That's why it needs a push. That's what the law is there for. And you begin to push it. You can begin to push it. So when you see it moving, don't, don't be fooled that it can move. You can put it there. Don't be fooled that it can move on its own. It can't move on its own. You cannot go around. Don't worry about this. You cannot go around and say, well, uh, I saw a pulpit moving. I saw, ah, that pulpit is amazing. No. I saw it being pushed. The pulpit was being moved by a person who was moving. That's why it was moving. So if I begin to push it, it moves. As I move, it moves. Are, are you getting this? That is the law. That's why there was, give us or give me a tenth of all. Because you are dead in your spirit. You can't move. I have to move you. I have to move you because on your own you can't hear. You can't hear. So what do I do? Let me move you into doing. Why did Abraham decide on chapter number 12? I mean chapter number 14. It's because God had already deposited a blessing. He was sensitive. He was alive inside and he responded to the priest by giving. But now Israel was dead. God says, Do you, you have to love your neighbor. Because if I don't tell you to love your neighbor, you will not. You are dead. I have to push you. I, I just have to push you. So you have got 613 laws of pushing one person, one person to do. And besides the pushing to do, he goes on and he says, well, pushing is not enough. Let me put something again. If you fail to respond to the push, you will get a case. You just have to move. You just have to be moving. You just have to be moving. You are here. Thou shalt not, this pushes you, you are here. It, it, but still, you still fail. 
fail to meet God's standard because God is spirit. And his formula is that everything starts in the spirit. Anything that goes and starts in the flesh, it's not acceptable. That's why the blood of animals was not good enough because animals did not start in the spirit. It's physical. It was not good enough because it was physical. It was of the ground. Are you hearing me? So church, we are on a journey and we are not in a hurry. I want to repeat that. We are on a journey and we are not in a hurry. We are not in a hurry. We will never introduce the law. No. Because we are not talking to dead people. We are talking to people who are alive. If I say kuda, follow me. It's different. When I say pulpit, follow me, it did not because it's dead. If someone here dies or if I had to bring a doll, my wife's doll, oh, no, no, my, my daughter's doll, my daughter's doll and speak to it and, and, and plead with it, it will never. That's why sometimes, because the church does not always have living people. Because some sowed good, good seed and when you are sleeping, so we will never be forced by the dead to introduce the law among the living. Back, back to that story. Let's introduce law. They will honor. It's easy. And in the, in the whole empire, there was honor, honor. In that house, ah, Baba is honored. You know, if the wife did not wake, would not wake up, you know, usually in the, in the evening to serve the father food, having come late from the school, that time, everyone, every lady was warming up food. Every lady was putting the water in the tub. Every lady was making sure that my husband is okay. Why? Because there was a decree. Not, not because I love him. It's very, there is nothing as dangerous as being saved by a man or a woman who does not love you. Every president does not get into office and retain the former guy security personnel. The former guy goes with his personnel. I come with mine. That's how it is. That's, that's how it is. I want to be saved. Not by people who are bitter that this one left. But I want to be saved by people who love me. So you were with me when I was not president, you protected me. Now I am president. I'm sure I believe you can do a good job. That's exactly how God wants to be loved. You are with me in the spirit. I trust you to represent me in the physical. John chapter number 4. John chapter number 4. 23-24. Jesus is talking to that woman at the well. Do I have that? Let me check my time. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. The Father is seeking for who? True worshippers. How do true worshippers worship? Spirit, truth. Spirit, word. Spirit, word. Spirit, truth. Spirit word. Okay? 24. God is 
spirit or a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit not in flesh but in spirit so going you know during that time would you know without interest without passion we just go for a meeting because we needed to go to discipline our bodies even if it doesn't want we just go but it was never the body because the body is not really the issue the body responds to what is in the heart so if the tiredness is of the body it means the tiredness is of the soul before it is of the body okay so we'll just drag and go all right now the bible says god is spirit so when you go there you are not communing with god at the level of flesh you are communing with god at the level of spirit because god is spirit so you're you're not wanting to go and you are there but you don't want to be there you just hate to be there so us as human beings will mark you present but god marks you absent because god is spirit now this woman here says at that mountain and at that mountain and jesus said the time is coming and now the time is where the true worshipers they don't worship that mountain that place anything that is physical including earth this thing it's called earth including earth soma remember that word this but they worship in spirit and in truth which means even when your body is tired you can worship through your spirit if you cannot talk you are damp you still worship in the spirit god is not worshiped but what no it is there that's why even the deaf they hear god because they hear the spirit because god is spirit so forget the nice words that you try and convince him with that you speak here no god is listening to the words in your spirit forget trying to say you know when you're praying you're all quiet you sit down you're like you're waiting for the audible voice well if it comes praise god but i told you audible voice is for immature people when it comes to a mature person it's simply because god has decided to speak to you in an audible voice but there is nothing fancy about receiving an audible voice because it's a sign that you did not hear the spiritual voice that's why god needs to speak to you using the audible one God is spirit. We worship him in spirit and in truth. That's the formula. So when we begin now to lift up our hands is because the hands are already lifted up. When we honor God with our finances, it simply means that we have honored him in the spirit. If you give your money simply because you have to and because you want your name to appear, well, here it doesn't appear anyway, but because you want your name to appear, you are doing yourself a disservice because you will get the answer right with men but you don't have it right with god because god is spirit god does not go on the books and begin to check on the books who paid what and who no your devotion to god is seen by your spirit so giving is a spiritual problem it's not about the finances you have in your account it's not about um you know what you your your what do you call them your needs or your expenses it's not about all that giving is spiritual it's a state of the heart the heart does not have and the, you know your spirit does not have expenses 
do you, do you know that your spirit does not have expenses your spirit doesn't have expenses if there is god who resides there who owns all things so whenever you manifest stinginess in the physical it means that there is something in your spirit that you have not exposed to the grace of god that's why the macedonian church they said paul you are wrong you want to exclude us from the grace of giving because we lack in the physical <clears throat> you don't know who we are you don't know the fullness of god we will not be excluded from this grace but if we were the macedonian church we say they are very understanding they know our state but they said no 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 we refuse because you paul came to us and you say that we regard no man anymore after the flesh because we did that on christ and we got it all wrong that's why when jesus received the five loaves and the two fish everyone else was looking at the outward the physical and jesus said there is a formula that we use and the formula is we look up into the spirit we see the riches in the spirit and we say the spirit always controls the physical so from the spirit we already have gentlemen sit down let's save these people spirit physical where do you start if you always start from the physical you will never love you start from the physical there will always be excuses you start from the physical there's always lack you start from the physical you're already already defeated by sickness but if you start from the spirit you say i am healed i am blessed i am prosperous i am joyful i am at peace you are starting from a place of authority let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven this is earth here let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in my very life i should be able to see spirit and manifest spirit here on earth third john verse 2 third john verse 2 above all i pray right beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things say all things and be in health just as your soul prospers so this is the formula spirit soul than body so i want you to prosper in your soul he doesn't talk about spirit because he knows they're already prosperous in the spirit so your spirit is already prosperous now get your soul to prosper renew your mind by the word of god tell your soul don't forget all his benefits you soul tell the soul who, who is speaking to you is it is it the circumstances the law always doesn't speak about the spirit because the spirit is dead under law the law always talks about the outward the action so they brought a woman caught in the very act of adultery john chapter 8 and they said you know this one we caught in the very act of adultery according to the law of moses we have to stone her to death and they had their stones and jesus says if there is anyone among you who has not sinned let him be the first one to cast the stone and they fled from the eldest one to the youngest one they all ran away you see what jesus did the dead man had come to kill another one another dead person and jesus says you know what we give life we don't we don't kill we give life because the law of the liberty and the law of the spirit is life we give life we start in the spirit so as i look into the spirit i see you are already dead and you are trying to accuse another one for being dead so let me tell you i am not here to kill but i'm here to give life so he says i don't condemn you why 
the ones who did not stone this woman, they did not condemn her because they were saying, because you are like us, we will not condemn you. But Jesus was saying, because I want you to be like me, I will not condemn you. Go and sin no more. Everything starts in the spirit. Now look at this. As I come to the close of my sermon. So Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 and 27. Give me that quickly. Ezekiel. I will give you a new heart. This is God speaking. I will give you a new heart. Praise God. And put a new spirit within you. And I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. 27. Let's go. I will put my spirit within you. Has it happened? Is the spirit within you? Yes, the spirit is within you. That's why you are not supposed to be coerced into giving a tithe. Because the spirit is within you. That's why you are not even supposed to give a tenth. Because the Bible says, or because so and so said, but you are supposed to give because you have an understanding and you are responding to the spirit that is alive in you. What a joy. To be trusted by God. God says, you're already sorted in the spirit. You are sorted in the spirit. Imagine God trusting you. He says, I gave you a new spirit. And you know what? I trust you to make a decision. You. Because of the spirit that I've given you. So Paul comes and says, as you have purposed in your heart. Because your heart is no longer the heart of stone. It's now the heart of flesh. And everything starts in the spirit. Not on a piece of paper. Not on a tablet that is written somewhere of stone. Not because so and so said. Not because so and so did. But because I've got the heart of flesh. And when I decide, I decide according as he has blessed me. Not blessed me in the physical. But according as he has blessed me in the realm of the spirit. Try and work it out from the flesh. You'll get results. But guess what? You're married to people who are frustrated. And you'll give my judgments and do them. 28. This is bonus. 28. Well, you read it in your house. You, you continue to read until the end of the chapter. You will enjoy. Jesus, God will be saying, I will. Then I will cause you. I will cause you. I will. No, it's not you anymore. I'm the one I will work in you and cause you to do and cause you to do because it is God who works within us to do according to his good pleasure. So now this is it. You see, there's nothing here. There's no order here. So you hear that um, the bucket, I mean this, what do you call it? Bowl has to be filled. There has to be water in this bowl. But God's formula is that I've got an formula of overflow i want to fill you first and cause you to overflow so that before the the bowl has got water you have experienced yourself the water that's why i want to encounter you in your spirit build a relationship in your spirit so that you are not condemned in your spirit you are not judged in your spirit you are one with me in your spirit you know, you don't have a weakness in your spirit. Alright? So he says, this is how I want it. Then someone next to you, he sees that, okay, no, all, the, the, the bowl has to have water. Now, the bowl is the world that we are living in. Can someone hold the microphone for me quickly? So, 
Someone has heard that and says, okay, they want the bowl to have water. Then you have got your bowl, you've got, then you begin to... Now, if we check here, it's now wet. There is water in here. Right? But the water that is in here, it's not according to the formula that God has set. Because there is a manifestation, but there is no spirit. The spirit has not been involved in the process. But there is a result already that we are seeing. And this result is a fake result. It cannot be explained. You cannot pass this exam before the God who knows all things. You can pass it in the world where we are living. We can look at you and say, he doesn't tell a lie, he doesn't steal, he doesn't this, and you have got passes. You will be frustrated the following day when we see you fall. Because the outward was okay, but the inside was not good. That's why you have got good people in the world who are not good. We have got givers in the world who are not givers, because givers are receivers. So if any person who is in the world is a giver, and yet they have not received from the Lord, in as much as they are giving, but they cannot be called givers, because givers, they give from what they have received. Thank you, Pastor. Now look at this now. So God says, now we've got the new formula. Then I'm, I'm going to fill you up. Fill me up. Till I overflow, I want to run. Oh, So you, you begin to see now there's an overflow. As I keep putting this water, there's an overflow. My spirit is full. And it is manifesting. And at the great day of the feasts, John chapter number 7. Give me John chapter number 7, please. He stood up and says, is there any man who is thirsty? I want you to overflow. That is my desire. I want you to have a relationship with me. That is my desire. So at the great day of the feast, he stood up and he began to say, Is there any man who is thirsty among you? Come. You see, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38. I want you to overflow. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly, I have filled you out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. So before you know it, the whole world is filled with the knowledge of God. Because when people look at us, they see people who are living out of their spirit. I want to say to you, if you've got a weakness that you've been struggling with, could I stand there again? Our paces, church, our paces are different. But dead men, number one, don't respond. It's only the living who respond. No, go, go further, go further there. I'm going to call you. And at first, I want you to come very fast. The second time, you have to be very slow. Could I come? You see, this is the physical him. Go back again. And this is the spiritual. So the spiritual is always calling you. To a place of perfection that is already experienced in the spirit. So it says, Kuda, come, come, Kuda, come, Kuda, come, Kuda. You see, Kuda is coming so that the earth, Kuda, can begin to walk as the spirit, Kuda. Good Lord. 
Now go back again. But we've got others in our midst who are not as quick as others. So I want you to be very slow. Kuda, come. So he is slow, but he's coming. Because he is not dead, he's alive. So, so when I see him coming, I don't need to judge him. I, I don't need to say, well, he's not of God. Because although his pace is slow, but he is responding. He is slow because along the way he is being distracted by other things. So Paul comes and says, my little children of whom I travail in birth until Christ is formed in you. I would rather have a wife who has problems respecting me, but she's coming, than to have a wife who is respecting me because she's afraid of me. Church, we cannot fake it. We, we cannot do, you know, do it, fake it until you make it. That's not what we preach. That's not what we believe. I will be patient with you as your pastor. I will be patient with you. You may be slow, but I'll be patient with you. Because there are also areas in my life where I am slow. When I see you not at the pace of the next person, I will not judge you. I will not throw stones at you. But I will encourage you, keep coming. Because a righteous man falls seven times and rises up again. I will not introduce the law. I vow before God that I'll preach the message in his purity. I will not compromise the truth of God's word in order for me to get results. It may take time, but the fruit are going to show. It may take time, but I will not fake it. It may take time, but it is not my duty to, to, to load the burdens on you. I'll be patient with you as you learn to give. I'll be patient with you as you learn to speak. I'll be patient with you as you learn not to gossip. I'll be patient with you as you learn to be faithful. No matter how long it will take, we're going to get there. One day we're going to get there. There is going to be a, a match between what is in the spirit and what is in the physical. I want you to open your mouth right now and I want you to say thank you Lord for grace. Thank you because you have not introduced the law on me. Thank you for your grace Father. Oh, ripakanda la rapapa sando. Le remena harapapia komana hasatia papayano. Come on, lift up your voice. 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 As you continue to read in the book of Esther, as you will see. Esther gets into the presence of king at the time that she was not supposed to get into the presence of the king. And this time around, the king does not introduce law to her like he did on Vashti. But the king extends the grace and says, my rod is stretched, my daughter. My wife, come. You can be in my presence at any time because you I love. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, 
You are so good. You're so You're patient with me, Lord. Very patient, very patient, very patient. God, you so good. You remove the law and the ordinances that were against me. God, you so good. You have called me by my name. God, you are so You are so good to me. God, you are so good. I just want you to receive the love of God from where you are. And just love God. He's a good father. He's a good father. He's a good father. You're so good. You're so good. Can I have the, the baskets, please? Let's just give our offering. Oh, you're so good. Oh. So good to me. God, you're so good. Hallelujah, God, you're so good. Hallelujah, God, God, you're. So good, you're so good to me. With your hands lifted up to God, Lord, I just thank you for your people. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, for your love and your grace. It is in your grace that we are standing and still standing. And we thank you, Father, because you are patient with us. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for setting aside every ordinance that was written against us. You set aside the law and you have ushered us into your grace. A relationship where we respond only to your love. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alright, God bless you. See you next week. You are dismissed. Is there any announcement?